0: So I'm going to do a hiring freeze or a hiring freeze. (laughs) That's something totally different. (laughs) I'm doing a shopping freeze.
1: This is Queen Speaking. What's the difference between a boss and a queen? When you're a queen, you're owning every aspect of your life. From work to money to relationships, there are no boundaries. You can't pause who you are. The challenge is how to own it what makes you you. We're in this together. Let's break out of our comfort zone and learn the tools to rise to our own potential. Hit your goals, then set the bar higher. Ready to join us? Welcome to Queen Speaking. I'm
0: Brianna and I'm Sid. So Sid, what what's the latest in your life? Well, if anybody remembers me talking about this, when we first started i was like strong on the budget like really about it and doing really well and not like that I've gone off the rails by any means, but I've definitely taken like some liberties where my faux accountant probably wouldn't be too pleased with me. So no one tell her. <laughs> um, she's and
1: not listening. She's not
0: <laughs> listening. It's fine. Um, so what I've decided to do, and this kind of goes back to what we're talking about today around the capsule wardrobe and like simplifying and everything. One of the things I read was that um, part of the reason people do this is because they want to go on a shopping free. So they have like what they need for the next three months, ideally that like matches the season that you're in. So I have decided and everybody who's listening well and beyond our town here um, can hold me accountable that I am going to do a three month shopping freeze starting today. And um, one of the reasons I'm doing this is because I need to kind of get back on track with budgeting and making sure that I'm not just kind of willy nilly buying things when an email pops up and saying 40% off half off, which is your weakness. It's my It is. Oh, my gosh, I literally if I even see it, I have to click on it. And so I've been clicking on it more often. And I haven't gone like, again, fully off the rails. But I have gotten to a point where I'm like, I could do that and like make it up and whatever When before I was so committed to the budget and so good about it. So I think I just need a reset, and part of the reason is for that, and the other reason is I finally found, like, the last piece that of my wardrobe that I feel is missing, and it's super boring. I mean, it's just a black cardigan, but... Everybody needs a great black cardie. <laughs> it's the one thing that I feel like I keep finding, like, it's not, like, I like kind of larger, kind of roomier pieces, and either it's not, like, roomy enough or it's got, like, Gold buttons, or it doesn't have the right material—like very small sm- things in relationship to the the you know everything in the world. But I finally found one. It's from J Crew. It was on sale. <laughs> it was part of this weekend's like blow. I mean, everywhere had a sale this weekend. I don't know what, what happened I feel or like what I missed. If you're gonna
1: buy a piece that you need in your wardrobe, then. Of course, if you can get it on sale, that's the ultimate win.
0: Yeah, so I felt good about that. I'm going to check that off the list. I'm going to say that now I have like pants, tanks, shirts, jackets, everything that I feel I'm going to need for the next three months. The only thing I might be missing is like dresses for certain occasions over the summer. But I think for the most part, I'm set. So for the next three months, I'm going on a shopping freeze, and I need everybody to hold me accountable, especially my full accountant, especially you, Brianna. Um, I can do this. I can do this. I just, I think it's time, and somehow I think that this is, like, going to put me back on track.
1: I believe in you, and I always feel like I can help motivate you by being motivated by your expectations of yourself and being like I could probably do that right alongside with you like I don't need to be spending my money on anything excessive because that's why we're having this conversation today about capsule wardrobes which I'm excited about because I'm a newbie
0: yes and you just kind of like revamped your closet as well so I mean if you want to be in on this (laughs) spending spending freeze (laughs) yes please like check my name (laughs) off
1: on the list I'm ready Ready to join.
0: Awesome. So, this will probably be my update for like, I don't want to say the next three months because that goes <laughs> over a lot of episodes for us, but, but you'll probably hear about it every so often going forward. Just like if I have a slip, which I'm not anticipating because I'm going to be great, but I am like committed. So, that is my update for this week. Yeah. So,
1: and I feel like that's an appropriate place to be. Yeah. I, mine, fits into
0: another conversation we
1: had where I'm working my meal prep game and I'm very proud of myself because I have stayed committed to it it's been a plan for like since February I think Mm -hmm. for for Dan and I and I really enjoy it because it allows me to like be creative in the kitchen but I've noticed that I get a little too ambitious and lean more toward chefing type recipes which are like in, they Like, take, more intense. They take a lot more time. Okay. And it's like, this weekend, I made my own barbecue sauce. Wow. Which isn't actually all that hard, but...
0: I made my own barbecue sauce. I saw your Instagram post and I was very impressed because I feel like I didn't talk to you for like most of Saturday and Sunday. So when you show up like that on Instagram, I was like, what has she been doing for the last two days? Literally spent
1: the whole weekend in my kitchen. And so that was like, for me, I was like, okay, I think I spent a little bit too much time working on these things. So I'm leaning more toward wanting to have a balance where I have one fancy recipe whether it's from like my faves like Bon Appetit or something I find on Food 52 that Mm -hmm. kind of like lets me be adventurous with the stuff that I'm making but also realizing that I can keep it simple and just make like a chicken breast on rice the stovetop (laughs) with rice and a side of veggies that takes like 30 minutes max.
0: I think that would make me feel better if you did that more often. So I'm on board for that. Um, It'll make me feel like I can maybe meet you where you are versus Mm -hmm. feel like I'm constantly reaching for you. So I'd appreciate that if you could like take it down a couple of That's, that's (laughs) my goal. But um, one of the things that we talked about
1: on the meal prep episode was um, some apps that are helpful. And so I downloaded Yumly and Cozy.
0: Yeah. For
1: some support in the, uh, the cooking and meal prep arena. And so I really liked Yumly for recipe inspiration. And so they have a really good, like, easy way to find um, time saver recipes and search by ingredient or search by meals. And it's basically all catered to, like, they when you – create your profile on the app. You answer a bunch of questions about things you like, things that you're interested in. So it kind of like creates a profile based on your food interests. That's awesome. And then it'll populate in your feed recipes that seem to appeal to you. And Mm. then you can yum those recipes. Fun. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can save them and figure out which ones you want to make it down the road. But um, I really liked it for, for that purpose. And then cozy had a limited number of available recipes, which I was interested to realize when I signed up for it. Mm-hmm. It's actually more um, of a great resource to save, whether it's recipes you make yourself or you can copy and paste a link from the internet. So, oh, like, okay. From my past experience, I save a lot of things on Pinterest. So maybe I could put populate these over into Cozy. And the benefit of Cozy is that you have a calendar, so you can kind of like pop and put recipes in.
0: The calendar for the week. I love, love, love that. And I think that that is genius. Yeah. And I do appreciate having it go from Pinterest over to cozy because Pinterest kind of is a save all for everything, like outfits for whatever you're working on. But I like that cozy is just for food recipes, mm-hmm. but that calendar aspect is like a game changer.
1: Yeah. It's really nice because you can integrate it with Your Google Calendar. I use Google Calendars, but there's other, like iCal and Outlook, depending on what platform you use. But you can link it with your GCal, like I did. Oh, my
0: gosh. I am genuinely so excited.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So we'll see. I'll I'll keep you guys posted on how these work out. But I wanted to do a little experimenting this weekend.
0: That's so rad. And I... Honestly, like that calendar aspect, I feel like is the thing that sets it apart because half the battle is figuring out like how to actually plan. It's Mm -hmm. not just the cooking aspect of it, but it's like how much time and like which day is everything going on and like that whole thing. And I know so many people that that calendar game will be the reason that they probably will sign up for it. Now, do either of these have a cost associated? Or are they both free?
1: No, the, the ways that I was using both of those were the
0: free versions. Okay, that's good so. to know. That's really good to know. That is so awesome. Amazing. Right? I am so glad to hear that you took advantage of tech support in meal prepping because I feel like expanding a little bit, because you like to cook. So it's not just the fact that like you're cooking, but taking advantage of something that is a helpful tool, which also harkens back to our Ask for Help mm-hmm. episode. But I think that that is just so exciting that, that you have found that they work for you, and you've, you've figured out a way to make them work for you. And that calendar, I just can't let that go. I mean, that's
1: really cool. And for someone who lives and dies by their calendar yep. this is perfect for me because i've literally been mapping it out for the two of us on post-it notes oh like physically writing them out and i think it would be nice just to like and if i get inspired or have an idea i'm like oh let me save this for next week and
0: i can move the recipe to that you know date or time that is so exciting i i I am kind of re inspired to get my tech game on, and I appreciate you hearing, like hearing from you that you are going to do like maybe like a little chicken and rice action. Mm -hmm. But I will say, keep it low key, but you know, I need that barbecue sauce. It was really good. I'm going to need like a little tin of that. Feel free to throw it in a meal prep like container and shoot it my way because I got to try it. Yeah, fun fact, um, it's a food and wine recipe. Uh, Pinot Noir
1: barbecue sauce, so Ah. it's got a little little wine tinge
0: to it. I immediately am excited about it now. (laughs) Throw me anything with some wine and I'm in. I am in. Delish. That's awesome.
1: All right, let's move on to something that is inspiring you this week.
0: Okay, so this week it was, like, a little harder for some reason to come up with something that, like, really fired me up inside. I feel like I've been focusing on a lot of things, so I haven't, like, had that moment of strong inspiration. But then I came across a post from Chrissy Rutherford on Instagram. She works for Harper's Bazaar, which is a fashion magazine, um, and she posts a lot of like Instagram stories with the unboxing stuff. So she's doing which is not good for my non shopping game for the next three months, because all I see are her beautiful clothes. But what I was really excited to see was a post kind of reflecting on how she's gone from literally being like unable to fly in a plane out of fear, to now she travels to Europe for work, and she travels all around the US for work. And what really like came out of that post was not not to stop being afraid. So she was like, I don't want you to like try and get rid of fear, but how to like lean into fear and go through it, even if you're afraid. And I don't know why I think, There's been a lot going on that, like, you're kind of just afraid to start. I mean, and the process is just starting. And a lot of the reason we're afraid to start is from fear. So I just appreciated that hers had to do with getting on a plane and and going places. But the fact that she identified that it is not about getting rid of fear, but to do it in spite of fear. And I thought that that was just something I really needed to hear or read, I guess, at that moment. And that really, I mean, it just really resonated with me. And I um, I'm applying that more often now that it is not to get rid of the fear, but to do it in spite of the fear.
1: I love that because I recently had that discovery personally. Yeah. And to realize that fear is yes, an obstacle to the things to like, it's a hurdle, but the reality is like the way that you overcome your fear, you're not overcoming it. You're, acknowledging it we're like i see you fear Mm -hmm. and i'm not letting you get the
0: best of me you will not own me right so you
1: actually just kind of like sidestep it
0: right right (laughs) it is it's not ignoring it because i think it's like you have to look it in the face see that it's there and then choose to keep going Mm -hmm. and that's a really powerful thing to do so heads up to chrissy rutherford you inspired me, and uh, you know I'm going to shout you out so you can listen to this and hear that we love you. <laughs> what
1: about you, Brianne? Um, So for me, I have been trying to incorporate more time to read things that – like physical – I'm a – I like to read magazines, physical magazines and uh, books, and I have a stack of books that I have been trying to get through. And so I actually had some time – and made a concerted effort to um, sit down and read through some of the things that I've been wanting to capture. And so I caught up on a couple of my favorite food magazines. Nice. And so I read um, this month the uh, both April issues of Food and Wine and Bon Appetit. And so what I love about both of the magazines, because I used to always really lean pretty hard on like the in-styles of the world, like the fashion magazines and because I've started getting into cooking more, obviously I'm realizing there's a theme in the things that I enjoy doing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you,
1: not at all. <laughs> but not only do they have really great recipes, um, but they're incorporating storytelling into their you know stories of people who are in the industry telling the stories about people who are working kind of behind the kitchen or on the line um, or food editors that kind of are sharing their stories of how they evolved in the industry. And mm-hmm. so one of the ones that I read um, in Bon Appetit was mm-hmm. about basically finding your identity in the culinary industry uh, as a minority. Mm-hmm. And just to hear that perspective, I was literally like sobbing while I was reading it. It was just so, the way that he wrote the story was beautiful. It was in um, Bon Appetit That's this, amazing. This month. So um, I don't think it's online I'd yet to link to, but um, once it is, I'll obviously be, happy to share it, but um, it was something that uh, you can obviously pick it up in stores and grab that physical magazine. (laughs) Buy a magazine. Keep the publication world alive, please. We're we're working on it. Um, But it was one of those things that just to have the contrast of like, obviously food is something that we need in our lives to survive, but to actually hear how it kind of wove throughout his life and throughout his like personal discovery of who he is as a person because... He was identifying as a gay man and as a minority and accepting his culture and his past and not trying to, like, you know, pretend like he was an Italian. He was like, you know, I'm embracing the fact that I'm Middle Eastern and I'm going to kick ass and
0: do what I need to do in
1: in my industry. And now he has, you know, his dream job at Bon Appetit. And I just thought that that was wonderful to read.
0: That's amazing because... I think we can all agree that food tells such a strong story of a person. And because of like traditions that you grew up with or your favorite food and why it's your favorite food and smells and how they bring you back to like grandma's kitchen or to your family table and how important it is to tell those stories and make sure that like food is a thing that you continue to be a part of with the people that you love and bring everybody to the table, that that is Amazing to hear that someone could, like, kind of find their truth through food and lean into the person that they are through that kind of. I don't want to even call it a medium because it's food, but (laughs) (laughs) because that's different. (laughs) But that is like, that actually is like incredibly touching just because I think so many people can can pinpoint a moment that changed them or brings them back home like within themselves that really has like food at the center of it in addition to the people around them. So that's amazing. And since I'm with you a lot of the time, I'm just going to have to borrow that. Like I will take it oh, to yeah. borrow it. I'll, s- I'll just slide it over to you once I'm done with it. That sounds great. It's okay. s- such a good one. Everybody else can wait till the online version. <laughs> Sorry,
1: guys. <laughs> All right, Sid, give it to me straight. What are we talking about
0: today? So I am really, really, really excited about today's topic because I love clothes. And so today we're talking about capsule wardrobes, which um, I know Brianna is going to kind of get into all of the um, kind of history behind a capsule wardrobe but what I'm excited about is that like seasons are changing like I talked about I'm doing the shopping freeze because I think I have everything I need to get me through these warmer months but we can change out our closet a little bit and what is great about a capsule wardrobe is it's kind of like a fresh start and you can pare down and lean into and get ready kind of and get excited about things using clothes which is something that I love to do so that's what we're talking about today and I'm super excited.
1: So the phrase capsule wardrobe was actually coined by Susie Foe, who was a London boutique owner, Hmm. and that was back in the 1970s, and that was something that um, she really wanted to refer to those essential items in your closet that never go out of style, and then you kind of update, add in, adjust with seasonal pieces that have relevance for, obviously, I've heard that they're... You know, depending on the season, we're going to go with four just to keep it basic. But there are many in the fashion industry,
0: so to speak. Resort. I mean, all of them. I can't even name all of them.
1: Um, But it became pretty popular again after the recession because people were kind of leaning on it as being a budget-friendly option. Um, But I think in terms of just the relevance and the importance of the way that we look at life now is like, I think it's easy for us to get caught up in spending more money on things and buying and new, new, new. Mm -hmm. What if you invested your money in quality pieces that are going to last you a decade, maybe even more, and then have kind of supplementary items um, that you can shift into your capsule wardrobe on a seasonal basis? And I think that's really important um, as we're spring cleaning this time of year.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what I kind of think of when I think of a capsule wardrobe is for me, it represents more time, more money in the long run, because I'm not spending more money on cheaper stuff, really. um, And more energy, because I think what happens is I get like real bogged down in the process. Sometimes I kind of think of it like meal prepping, where if you don't have to think about it, how much easier is that? And what I also think about is how I'm like, am I kind of giving up on my, cause I grew up loving fashion magazines. Like I would spend my folk countant knows very well that I spent a lot of money on a lot of magazines growing up. And it was this thing where I loved the color and the styles and all of these different aspects of what fashion is. And I'm like, am I giving up that part of the life that I love by going like capsule route? But when you think about it, a lot of like big designers wear almost the same thing every single day. And that's something that I noticed, like when I was going back and looking at all these um, fashion magazines, is, like the people that are making these beautiful, amazing clothes have like kind of a style that they represent every day. Like we know Karl Lagerfeld wears the same thing every day. We know that all of these different people like kind of stick to a style. And so I was like, Maybe I'm not giving up on the love just because I'm trying to simplify, and I can appreciate these beautiful clothes even more um, by kind of simplifying my own my own wardrobe and, and get into it that way. Yeah, I feel like
1: the opportunity is that you can buy more of those quality pieces, and I think we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we get into the episode, but you can maybe invest yes. in something extra fabulous absolutely. than you normally would because you're spending, you know, $30 here, $30 there, and all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, I've just spent, you know, $800 on things over the last six months. How did
0: that happen? Right. And you've got like holes in your jeans that you've only had for like a couple months and you're like, where did, where, how did that happen? Yeah. So.
1: (laughs) I'm a first timer too. I think I'm... Really excited about talking through some of the tips, and I, I learned some things as we prepared for this episode. But um, I know you're the pro, so let's get ready to speak at Queens.
0: Yeah,
1: so I am Marie condoing my closet right now, yes. and have been for the last six months. <laughs>
0: It's a process. It's um, definitely a process.
1: And Marie Kondo is the the lovely lady who wrote the changing the life-changing magic of tidying up, the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing, which for me all my type A vibes are just ringing. Ri- just ringing. <laughs> I'm so excited because I'm now looking at everything and I'm like, "Do you spark joy?" No. Get out of here and yeah. so i'm donating so many things and it it's like an occasional like i'll see stuff laying in my closet or i wear one thing and i'm like i feel like i've this has lived its life in my closet and mm-hmm. it's time to to pass it on so this mindset of paring down getting things to the core basics. I've invested in some really nice pieces that I've been on the hunt for. Just like you said earlier, you've got that black cardigan. Mm-hmm. Your wardrobe is complete. I kind of had, you know, that same moment um, a couple months ago, and I'm focusing on rotating my classics with some seasonal things, reimagining my, my closet and thinking about what can I do to create new outfits with the things that I currently own and – what are the essentials that might need to be like replaced or added to? Right. Um but in general, when it comes to building a capsule wardrobe, how do you actually put it into practice? Is this something that you're like you pick work as your first route or can you capsulize
0: your whole wardrobe? That's a great question. So I think, and I'm by no means an expert, but I I kind of, I love reading about all this stuff because it is something that I think would work really well for my life. So what I've learned is that it can be for everything or it can just be for work. I think I've seen and met people that are like, I really need to simplify my work wardrobe. So like I capsulized my work wardrobe, but then you meet people that kind of dress the same All the time, anyway. And what they end up doing is kind of gravitating toward really fun accessories and really like focusing in on how they dress up or dress down outfits based on like necklaces, jewelry, all of that kind of stuff, like scarves, stuff like that. So I think it really depends on your lifestyle. And for me, I, I I can usually kind of transition my work wear to evening wear, depending on like a change of a shoe or throwing on a nice jacket or a different blazer or something like that. So um, that's kind of my focus is the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because I don't need more options. I feel like my brain like just just breaks if I have too many options. <laughs> so, so even if it's like if it's work and I'm thinking about my entire day from like start to finish, how do I make an outfit go literally from day to night, which is kind of a cheesy phrase, but I think applies to a lot of people. Well, especially when you're hopping from the work train, you're going to meetings, and
1: then right after work you have an event or you have a happy hour or dinner with you love a mm-hmm. like whatever it is that you're doing. You need to have whether you can incorporate this into your makeup and your hair and everything oh, a thousand too. Percent, a thousand so percent. having a couple things that like a new
0: necklace that you put on that just like ups the, the ante, the ante of your outfit. Absolutely. And like changing out your shoes, like flats for heels or sandals for wedges, like whatever it is. Um, so the goal from what I've read is to have um, 24 to 37 pieces per season. So, I actually think I read that and then I was like, is that true? And I think what should actually be said is that 24 to 37 pieces, some of them transition from season to season. Like there is no reason to have 37 pieces for four seasons. Um, If you have pants, they should take you all the way through the year. So I think thinking about your closet in terms of like what is the breakdown of your outfits every day? Shirts, outerwear, dresses, bottoms, like whether that be pants, skirts, whatever, um, and then shoes. And thinking about all of those things in terms of what is your style and, and how does it like kind of transition from season to season. So do you wear a lot of pants? Invest in pants. Don't like try to change your style just because someone else you follow wears a lot of skirts. Like if that's not your style, then don't go there. Um, one of the things I also learned was like, Paying attention to what you like is really important here. I wear a lot of black. And so someone who's throwing a lot of yellow at me, like, that's not going to work for me. (laughs) As much as I love yellow and it brings me a lot of joy... I'm not going to wear a lot of yellow. So I think p- really, really paying attention to what makes you comfortable and what fits and what feels good is what's going to make you successful in this process. And it is a long process. I mean, I think that it it deserves to be said that like this takes years for some people because you don't have all the money in the world to buy all of these pieces all at once. And I think there is something to, to be said for making sure they're quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's one thing. But I think really understanding, like, if you're looking at your whole closet and you see 24 to 37 pieces, that is a really solid place to begin. The breakdown that I read was, like, eight shirts, seven outerwear options, one dress, eight bottoms, ten pairs of shoes. When you say seven outerwear options, is that, like, sweaters
1: and jackets and blazers? Yes. Okay.
0: Yeah, so... Again, like if you're working all day and a blazer is like your go-to move, have a couple blazers versus like a couple jackets. I mean, really, I think what's great about this is there is like kind of an outline and a skeletal structure to all of this, but then it it makes, you are at the center of all of this. So you get to fill in the blanks and you get to make sure what you're doing is going to work for you. Someone that I follow, um, she did a capsule wardrobe and she wears a lot of color, so a lot of her like shirts aren't like mine where I wear a lot of black so I've got like 16 black tank tops like that works for my lifestyle. She has like a yellow and a floral and a stripe and all of these things. So it doesn't have to just be neutrals. And I think for a long, or at least for as long as I've been thinking about this, I thought it was like intentionally also just neutrals. Um, and a lot of like collections that you'll see probably also are mostly neutrals, but don't let that like curb your creativity when it comes to your clothes. Um, if you love patterns, like stock your closet full freaking patterns, like no one's trying to take, away what you love in this process. It's literally just to help you streamline your day and your time and your energy. Um, One of the
1: things that fits into that though is we like, you know, you could be a little bit more uh, succinct about how you look at your closet is relying less on some of those trendy like hot fashion items like gaucho pants or whatever.
0: (laughs) I gave you a look. No one can see it, but I'm mad at you for even mentioning gaucho pants. I know that they're, like, making somewhat of a a comeback right now. Or not, like, necessarily gauchos, but, like, a wide It's like a (laughs) high-waisted,
1: wide pant that they're, like, tailoring more so they look less Gaucho-y. Yeah,
0: like, I'm not <laughs> mad at you if you like that kind of a pant. But I am like, I never that's never gonna work for me. But yeah, one of like the tenants of this process is to not just like dive into every trend that you see on like the Hot 100. If it's not gonna work for your body type or if it's not gonna work for your lifestyle, like please don't go for like an athleisure if you also need to go into work every day. Like that's just not gonna work, right?
1: I would love an athleisure capsule wardrobe.
0: (laughs) I think that would be great just like to motivate me to go to the gym more often, but because you go from gym to whatever after that with the athleisure thing, but like. As much as I want to wear joggers every day, like, I can't walk into my office and be like, hey, guys, this is just something I'm trying. So, like, just give me a couple weeks. They're going to be like, you're going to go home and change. This <laughs> is not office <laughs> Please don't come back in here with sweatpants on. <laughs> so just, like, something. But I will say that Everlane does, like, comfortable workwear really, really well. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking for, like, more of, like, a stretch pant that is work appropriate, I have a pair of pants from there that I absolutely love, um, And I hope that no one knows that they have, like, a stretch kind of piece to them. But they do, and I love them. So it's really dependent upon, like, your work environment. Yeah. But don't, yeah, don't try the trend because you'll end up, the reason a lot of people start this is to save money. And you're not going to save any money if you try every trend just to, like, give it a shot. Appreciate it from a distance and, like, love it or hate it. But don't go for it. That's my expert, expert opinion, air quotes on that. So that's how I feel.
1: Yeah. um, When it comes to actually putting this into practice, so we're going to take me for example. So I'm clearing out all the stuff that's like excess, that's young, my issue, which I believe we talked about in the past, but in case you missed the episode, I was mistaken for a teenager at... The mall it was devastating, <laughs> and that was really traumatizing for me, and I realized I needed to update my wardrobe to look like an adult, so having getting rid of like the ruffles and the young prints and thinking about okay, it's time to upgrade pieces, Are you donating a bunch of this stuff, or are you like are you clearing out your closet so when you're looking at it, it's totally fresh, and all those like quote unquote 37 pieces that you're looking at and putting the rest in storage? Because, like, you can still lean on some of the stuff that you're not using, but is it helpful to, like, put things away in boxes so that what you're looking at are only the things that
0: are available to you? Absolutely. And I think, like, exactly what you said at the beginning about Marie condoing your closet, like, if a piece holds joy for you, but you don't wear it all the time or even often, don't just throw it away because you're not wearing it. Like you have to kind of appreciate if it's an old piece or it belonged to someone that you love, or it's just like something you just really don't want to let go of, like then don't let go of it. But understanding that like the reason again for this is to make everything easier, maybe put it in a special place. I mean, if it's a t-shirt that you love, frame it, throw it on the wall, whatever you want to do. But I think putting things like a pillowcase uh, out of it. Yes. Have you ever seen like those t-shirt blankets? Yeah. Like I was in a sorority and I feel like I could make an entire blanket of my lettered t-shirts. And I've considered that, but I'm also quite lazy. So I haven't done it yet, but maybe someday. But I think it's like, I'm never going to get rid of my sorority sweatshirt and I wear it all the time at home. It's also never going to show up at my office. So putting it in a place that like it lives in, out of your way, out of sight for when you're really just trying to figure out what to wear on a daily basis, I think is really important. As far as the donating piece of it, yeah, I, I think what actually what our friends also do really well is hold swap parties when it comes to clothes. So our friend does a beautiful job of kind of putting together this big event. I think usually it's like twice a year. Yeah, usually around springtime and wintertime. Yeah, so we got to talk to her about that because I'm ready. I got stuff. I got stuff. I got stuff that needs to go. So what I also love is parties like that because, and anybody can organize them. You just need a space to do it at and just, like, friends that are going to show up with stuff. Um, And the intention of bringing quality pieces, not, like,
1: your ratty sweatpants that should probably go in the garbage. Yeah, recognize
0: when it just needs to get thrown away, too.
1: I've worn this three times, or, like, the tags are still on, and it just didn't fit me right. Mm -hmm. Like, the nice pieces that you have that you can would much rather give to someone and see them wearing and rock, Mm -hmm. and then replace it with
0: something new that someone else did the same thing with. Exactly. And, like, even in that process, like, what do you need? You're walking into that moment being like... I'm getting rid of stuff because it's time for this stuff to go. But also, like, am I looking for a black cardigan that also costs no money? So, like, don't – like, we'll get into this a little bit more around, like, budgeting for this and everything like that. I do believe in investing in high-quality pieces, but I never discount a vintage. I never discount, like, a Goodwill find if it's a great and quality piece that you've been looking for. Like, just go for it. But um, as far as donating, I think – those are those parties are great options because it's people that you know and like and like you want them to be wearing these clothes that aren't on their way out like they're still really good quality pieces they just don't really fit with your life anymore or they just don't fit anymore (laughs) like that's happened to me more than once I'm not upset about it I've let it go entirely um but those are also great options. So you can see someone else appreciating something that you once really, really appreciated. But donating is always, always an option too. Um, One app that's also handy if you're look if your friends
1: aren't necessarily up for hosting a clothing swap, Poshmark mm, is an option too. So yes. if you are getting rid of some quality items that still are in great condition, that's another you can you know create a profile and sell some of your
0: items and make some cash to fund your new capsule wardrobe. I love that idea because I think it's also the same thing with eBay, but like Poshmark is specifically usually for clothes, mm-hmm. shoes, bags. Um, so it's much like, it's a much easier process to maybe find something that you're looking for and support. Like someone might have like a budding small business through their Poshmark account. Like supporting that is really cool. So I agree with you. I think that Poshmark is a great resource if you're looking um to either buy the on a on a lower like on a cheaper way or sell and like you said fund fund your new wardrobe yeah so um, a couple of things I want to talk about between like buying and also renting and like kind of switching out that way there's a few collections that I found that are specifically like sustainable and also like they're meant for capsule wardrobes like people who are looking to build them Eileen Fisher collection expensive I looked at it when I was trying to like get back into this game and I was like huh, I guess I can't really afford that right now that's okay but But, pieces are wonderful but pieces are freaking (laughs) awesome so that one's an option if you've got like a little bit of a bigger budget to play with Veta was another one and we'll link to all of these in the show notes Um, Veta was another one that was just like easy these ones are neutral for the most part there isn't a lot of like pattern play with those Um, but again just a place to go if you're looking for like A a place to start. And they actually kind of list out how all of their pieces can be used within a capsule wardrobe. That's why I like these sites specifically, including Cladwell Capsules, because they really look at how you're building a capsule wardrobe and kind of help you through the process through these websites. So those I really liked a lot. I always like a
1: website too that has a simplified look on like, here's what we have available. You can get this one tank top in four different colors and that's our only tank top Mm -hmm. and that just to me is like you take all the work out of the process this is great right i don't because my least favorite thing when shopping is having to hunt through four different websites 400 pages i still don't find what i want right it's a disaster so to have a specific website or boutique or something like that that caters to that type of vibe, I think is important to
0: to look into. Absolutely. And those are like to buy, which I think is great, but there's also the option. I think... Some people don't build outfits well because they don't know how, and they don't necessarily know how to dress their body. I think for a long time, I really didn't I mean, if you think that I still don't, then don't tell me because I think I do now, but that's okay. <laughs> You're doing a great job said thanks so much um, but some websites really help you in the process of figuring out where to start, so like what Cuts look good on you, what sizes you are, like all of those things really help you. And two of the ones that I really like a lot are Rent the Runway and Stitch Fix. And Rent the Runway is great because they give you a bunch of options size wise. You can order um, different sizes and you can use them for occasions, but now they're kind of getting into this workwear game, which is exciting because you can rent these great pieces if you have like a big meeting or you have a big event. It's not just these like super high-end designer dresses anymore. It's also like good quality pieces and you can rent them at different, um, different price points, different sizes, and you can kind of figure out like what's going to work best for you. But they also have diversity of models on their website too. So you can see how it looks on different body types. You can see what, if you can identify with someone on that site, you're like, oh, that's probably how it's going to look on me. Which I think is a really important thing that you're seeing a little bit more of these. These days of people showing up with, like, oh, not everybody looks the same. So let's make sure that our models reflect that so we can reach more people. Um, and that's super important. Uh Stitch Fix is another one that I think does that really well. Is they have experts on their end who can look at your body type and look at what your style is and build a box for you. Um and someone I know is trying this right now because someone in her office said it was killer and she loved it and she wanted to buy everything that they sent her because it worked and because they listened and they saw and they understood. And it's isn't
1: it a real person? Yes. Yes. That's having that styling consultation with you. I think that's so
0: smart. Yeah, because not everybody like is confident in that. I mean, I'm not confident about like interior design by any stretch. I will always need a professional in that. And people are the same way with building outfits. It is not like, it doesn't just like come with the territory of being a woman or being someone who likes clothes. Like you can still have help. And I think that's what I love about Stitch, Stitch Fix is for that reason, that it's a person talking to you, understanding your style, knowing what looks good and, and helping you through that process. My coworker was a huge advocate for Latote. Tote. Oh, I've heard of Lato Yeah.
1: And I feel like just in general, all of these are really helpful because it just gives you some different pieces that you may not necessarily find on your day-to-day hunt. Mm-hmm. I mentioned before I hate having to like hunt through all the hangers at Marshall's, my favorite store.
0: Although you are really, really good at it. I mean, I have no patience for Marshall's, and you bring home something. You and our other friend always, always killing the Marshall's game. Yeah, I always find some quality pieces
1: there. So if you do want to spend the time and effort, you can find great, uh, like, Last season items, but again, if you're thinking about it from that context of this is an everlasting piece, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have it for years and years to come. My greatest fear is that <laughs> that the one thing that I love the most is gonna like get a hole in it. Yeah, like, I'm gonna wear it till it's dead and then I won't be able to find it. Then it'll be gone forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um a tip that Dan says all the time, I guess it's an old army saying, is two is one and one is none. And so If you're buying things and you love it and it's going to be a piece that you have forever, buy two of them. Because if it's something that's, like, will literally last forever and, like, be styly relevant in your life forever. Forever. (laughs) Because, like, especially when you think about being an adult, I'm like, I could wear this black sweater For literally the rest of my life. Hopefully not gonna change sizes too drastically. (laughs) So this could work for me. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) We'll see guys. But he Dan will buy uh, two of the same sweater
0: and it works for him. I when I was over once and he said that and I thought I firstly thought he was kidding, and then he showed me both of the sweaters that were the same color, same size same shirt. And I was like, Oh, he's not he's not joking. And he was so like, so um, what's the right word? He was so sure of his process that it made me want to jump on board as well, which that's usually all it takes is like, if you're really confident about what you're talking about, and I also like can see your reasoning and your rationale, I'll probably be in. So I've actually thought about that more than once when I was just kind of shopping for again, that that black carding. And I was like, I should, should I get to should I? Should Should I?
1: This is amazing.
0: (laughs) You're like, I don't know how. And again, with the sale, you're like, how long is this thing going to be around for? Do I get two just so they last forever? I didn't go in that direction this time. But having that rationale and thinking about, okay, if I wear this so often, it probably makes sense to have more than one of it for a lot of reasons. So I did, I did appreciate his kind of insight on that. Cause I'd never thought I've heard about it with shoes. I have not heard about it with shirts. Yeah. So, but
1: it is, if you find something that you love, it's a great option to consider. Absolutely. Because then, you know, if it gets, a, if you stain it, gets a hole in it,
0: someone steals it. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Devastating. I did actually, I followed an entire Twitter feed about a woman who had her coat taken from a party. And I was like, I've never known a person whose coat meant that much to them when she seemed like she could go and get another one. But she went on like a Twitter hunt. She's like, if anybody knows was at this place at this time on this date and you saw someone wearing this coat it's mine and I want it back. And it was days. I mean, like this thing lasted days. I was shocked, but I was like, hey, that's love. I mean, I have pieces that I love. I have shoes that I love that I'm very sad when they like bite the dust. So I remember when I was growing up, I had a pair of shoes that my mom eventually had to bury in the backyard because I loved them so much. I loved them so hard that they were just not shoes anymore. Like they couldn't even pass as like a a flop of any kind. Like they weren't (laughs) wearable. And I continued to wear them. She's like, I can't have you wear these out. So she buried them. And um, I'm sorry to whoever owns that house now, because if you dug up the backyard, you found those shoes. So,
1: Oh, that's, that's a nice memory. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> the things that you do for... It's sad, though, when a piece no longer has the essence of what it was when you bought it Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's the hardest thing of like this still sparks joy for me but I can't wear it anymore
0: absolutely I mean it, it and that's what kind of like going back to what we talked about before like where can that live that's not taking up too much space that like maybe can just like be that good memory for you yeah like if it's a piece of something or just special clothing memory. Yeah. And I like, again, going back to like why you do this is genuinely to like, get rid of any kind of stress you have around getting dressed in the morning. Um, I used to be a person that laid out my clothes before bed. I'm not that person anymore. And so I want to walk into my closet and be able to pick out a shirt and pants or a shirt and a skirt or whatever the combination is and not be stressed about it. I think, We can talk a little bit about fears around this because I know you have a fear around this. My fear is that, like, people I work with will be like, Why should you keep wearing the same clothes? And then I realize, like, no one cares. No one cares what I'm wearing. No one's paying that close attention to me. This is, like, all an internal thing that I'm dealing with. So if that's your fear from hearing all about this, is that whoever you're with most often will start to, like, say something about it. I think that that's a valid concern, but I think it shouldn't be. At, taken as close like to truth as you probably think it is. You know what I feel like that might be rooted in is like stupid kids mm. who
1: made fun of you for wearing a T-shirt again, or like they had nothing better to do, or like fear of being smelly. But it's like everybody knows that you're showering as an adult, hopefully,
0: <laughs> and washing your clothes, and, and so <laughs> that
1: your clothes are clean. So like it's not like you're rolling into the office looking like you know you came out of the garbage can. Right,
0: right. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) So, like,
1: if you wear a similar aesthetic, vibe, color palette, rotate
0: your accessories on the reg... accessories point is like is key for me because I love a nice chunky necklace so having options and I'm actually getting into like pins now my mom is a big pin fan like a brooch if you will but I don't feel like I'm fancy enough to call it a brooch so I'm gonna call it a pin but I feel like I, I have one pin that I have yet to wear because I'm so scared that people are gonna be like oh look at your pin and like make a much bigger deal out of it they might which they might but I feel like I need to like I need to just do it but accessories are again, a game changer for me in my mind. And it changes an outfit.
1: I feel like it's also the way, so if you have your closet set, you've pared it down and you're looking at the pieces that kind of fit that 24 to 37 range that you're looking for, that's where you can look instead of saying, oh, I need to add you know, a patterned tank or whatever. It's like, what inexpensive piece of jewelry can I find at you know, a local boutique or sign up for Bobble bar Mm -hmm. or something like that, where you're able to kind of rotate in fun, creative pieces that like punch up those neutrals that you might be wearing if you are leaning more in that direction with your capsule wardrobe. Absolutely.
0: There are like the opportunities are endless, which is exciting.
1: Yeah. I feel like that's something that I'm less comfortable with is the jewelry piece of it. But I feel like there's an opportunity to I think I just need, like, visual inspiration Mm -hmm. or, like, someone to help pick things out with me.
0: Absolutely. I think that we're really lucky here in Rochester that we have a lot of boutiques that carry some fabulous, phenomenal jewelry, and they're also local makers. Mm -hmm. So that's a beautiful thing that we have here, and I'm sure that there are a number of other... I think, like, the local movement has become huge, and so to, like lean into someone that you trust and say, like, I really need your help picking out either it's the boutique owner or the maker themselves and like ask them for their like direct and honest opinion on what could help you kind of like beef up your jewelry game or like if you're going more minimal or if you're going more like avant-garde artsy, like ask for those honest opinions.
1: Or if you have kind of that simple, like, here's my LBD. Take a picture of yourself in the outfit that you are looking to, like, punch it up Mm -hmm. and bring that and be like, this is what I'm going to be wearing. Help me. Mm -hmm. What would look best? Because I feel like those people will help you. And especially if you have a relationship with them, if it's a a boutique um, or a friend that you shop with on the regular, Mm -hmm. that's someone who can say to you, like, maybe if you try these, like, danglies, that would push you outside your comfort zone because you always wear studs Mm -hmm. and something that might, you know, dress up the outfit in a different way. Um, I think that's a great way not only to, like, pull attention to something fresh and new and make you feel like you're able to be more creative with your capsule wardrobe, but it's also, like kind of making people see the outfits in a different way, because accessories somehow magically do
0: that. It's my I think it's my favorite thing about them, that they, they just do everything for you. And, and people always notice them. I think that's what I always love is that like, I, you know, I like a beautiful dress and all that stuff. But I will always notice a great piece of jewelry. And I don't care where it came from or how much it costs or anything. If it looks good, I'm just going to say something because it just it just brings a different aspect to an outfit for me. And I love it. And I absolutely love it.
1: So one of the things that I worry about is that
0: I will get bored of
1: what I have in rotation. And are you actively, like, creating outfits once you have your wardrobe set? Does it make sense to do like a little evening, like have a sip of wine and like pair out those outfits and try things on with different pieces, so you have an idea of what works and what doesn't, and maybe figure out? I'm like answering my own question, but I haven't done this yet, and yes. so does it make sense to do something like that?
0: I think it does, and and uh, like truthfully, it's something that I haven't done, but I think like my pieces are also like I want to say plain enough, but I but. Like a nicer word than that, but they are, they're plain enough. Where like you know what's gonna go together, but like I'm bringing up a memory that you might hate. But remember when we went through your closet and we we're like, hate it, get rid of it, love it, keep it, do it again, do a twirl.
1: I'm gonna be honest here.
0: This was a life changing moment for me. This is <laughs> don't cry. This was
1: several. This was like three years ago, I think. Yeah, and we acknowledged that I had a ruffle problem. Yeah, and I think to have your friend. Your close friend walk through your closet with you and tell you what pieces should stay and what pieces should go.
0: It's an eye opening experience, guys. I think it brings you closer as people, if mm-hmm. I do say so myself. Um, but that I think directly answers your question. It's it's great to do it on your own and like you're. Perfectly capable of doing this by yourself. And it does help you kind of like match things together and see what goes. And I think, especially with a capsule wardrobe, the point is that you mix and match all of those pieces at some point. So that's what creates like a 30 outfit rotation is that you've done the work to figure out what goes together. So, in answer to your question, yes, I think that that is a a definite to do when you're starting this process and you're building those pieces. But I think like make it fun and like. This might not be fun for anybody else, but like a Friday night with wine and like going through someone's closet and being like, get rid of that ruffle, keep that stripe, wear that black dress more often things like that like just make this process less like serious and make it so much more fun for you to do with friends just don't be mean cuz
1: don't be mean <laughs> i was actually just going to say it's actually a confidence booster because it's really nice to hear when i did my 6 months ago purge mm-hmm. i actually had sid and dan help me pare down some stuff that i was like on the fence of keeping and so for to hear them like ooh i love that on you Um, for things that I was, like, contemplating, like, no one likes this. Or, like, this piece is amazing because it accentuates your waist, which is your best feature. And then when you hear that from someone else, you're like, oh, I should probably think about that when I'm buying new pieces.
0: A thousand percent.
1: And it helps give you perspective on, like, Okay, these are things that I should avoid
0: mm-hmm. when I'm at
1: the store: ruffles, <laughs> um, and things that I should probably consider
0: more. Yes, stripes. <laughs> I and I do. I love you in a stripe, but I like I love this topic, and I think we covered a ton because there is as simple as it may seem to just like new clothes and and work in outfits and figure it out there you can have so much fun with this and one of the things I love that you can do that someone from unfancy the woman who runs unfancy said was pick a color palette so I appreciated that because that's an aspect of it I personally never thought about because I don't wear a lot of color but as I like I'm already thinking about when this freaking shopping freeze is over (laughs) because I'm already already done with it. But it's something that I want to think about more often. Like the next time I kind of take a look at my closet and see what stays and what goes is – is thinking about like what colors I like and can maybe like work in a little bit more often. I know I I said yellow was like not a color that I wear a lot of, even though I love it. Maybe like a mustard is a color that I can wear more of. So really looking at like what colors you like and that what colors go with you as a person, consider those things as you're building this as well. And that's why I think this topic is so fun is because there's a lot of avenues you can take around it because as We always say and everything we talk about comes back to you as a person Mm -hmm. and it matters what you feel good in. But it also matters like have some fun with it and like take a left turn to some florals. If you're like thinking about trying it, spend one piece on a floral. Give it a go. Like give it a shot. And I feel
1: like when you do the pare down, you'll notice like, oh, I lean More toward the blue palette Mm -hmm. or the black palette or the gray palette. And then if you see that in your closet of like, it would be fun to like toss in the mustard Mm -hmm. or like a nice... Emerald green mm. you can buy one piece that fits that need so that you can kind
0: of punch it up when you want to absolutely. I will say i I have been leaning more toward pants recently. I think it 's just like where i 'm at in my life, and I have a pair of orange pants that I absolutely love, and I come into work and everyone's like, "Ooh, check your pants out like without fail, someone will say something, and i 'm like, these are my party pants, and uh, I totally own that, and I am going to continue to call them my party pants because you always need like that thing that's like maybe outside your comfort zone. I got these pants on sale from Anthropology, and they continue to serve me very, very well. I've had them for like two years now and they will be the piece that I always repair. I will never get rid of because they're just different and fun and they make me feel good when I wear them. So like if you're thinking this is really overwhelming, get a friend or a family member and take it one piece at a time. Yeah. It's as easy as that. That's what helped me. Absolutely.
1: Another thing that I think about is that I'm a visual person, Mm -hmm. and so I like to see how people actually do the mixing and matching because I think the hardest part of this whole process is learning to layer appropriately. Yes. And so I found um, Miss Louie on YouTube, and her displays are amazing. She, like, shows you the outfits because it's obviously YouTube, so it's a video, and she'll show you what each of the outfits look like, how she tucks, and um, how certain... Like, it was amazing. She made, like, a sweater dress into, like, a high-waisted thing. And it was magical. Yeah. So um, I like that she goes through the 12 pieces for the season, which results in 30 outfits. And so she actually just did a recent one, which is relevant for us in the transition from winter to spring. And she also has some capsule wardrobes as well, like examples of things from a seasonal basis. And so when you're thinking about springtime – Working in that transition of, like, throwing a pastel with your chunky sweater Mm -hmm. is a great way to kind of move from all black winter vibes and, like, chunky, like, cozy sweaters and all that stuff into light, breezy colors, maybe. Yeah. Or just...
0: Showing a little shoulder off. Show the
1: shoulder. (laughs) Throw a tank underneath a light jacket. You can do whatever you please, but... I liked it because it was a visual standpoint of what each of these outfits look like and kind of, like, the the end all of, like, here's everything at the end of all the pieces.
0: That is super helpful, and I agree with you. Like, again, if you're struggling with this, to utilize YouTube and especially this person and, and go through it with them and, like build off of what they're building I think that is hugely hugely helpful so that's a great point like that visual aspect of it to not just like guess and fail but to like do the work first and see what other people are doing and see what works for you and we'll share like all of the things that we talked about I don't even know if we got to all of them because I was so excited about this we covered all bases we did we <laughs> well then we're going to share everything I love this topic if you are kind of going through this yourself and you're building it or you already built it like again we want to hear about it so i think um this might be along with my shopping freeze updates going forward i might make this one of my uh, regular updates about how my outfits are going and all the changes i'm
1: so excited and i'll let you guys know how my first foray into this capsule wardrobe lifestyle goes i'm super excited shall we break let's break
0: Feeling like a queen yet? Find us at Queen Speaking on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram and tell us all about it. See you next week.